How's it going, Denver? Anderson 
was the sword master. And Vorbad was a, is, he's taught everyone fencing, from uh, Darth Vader, Errol Flynn. You know, when he was doing Lord of the Rings, he was probably 70 or, or older. I mean, he'd done everything. 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 All the great, the Princess Bride. That was his idea, he turned it to the left hand, you know? I'm not left-handed, brilliant! And uh, I showed him some of my fencing, he's like, you're really good. He said, but you won't be allowed to do that in this. <laughs> I was like, oh. I had to, and one of my favourite pictures from Lord of the Rings is me and Bob Anderson sitting under a tree talking about fencing, and someone had just taken a picture of it. And I love it because I can see I'm just looking at him like, Oh, just taking all these stories, you know. Uh, but it was a shame I had to be rubbish. But... <laughs> now, uh, a lot of us out here are fans of bee cake, yes? Yes? Bee cake, I didn't say beef cake. Bee cake. Everybody says bee. Bee cake is my band, for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, we've, got, we've got like three albums, so you know. Listen to something. <laughs> Support a hobbit when you can. <laughs> And um, yeah, I was, I was telling Billy uh, before he came out that uh, the, the reuniting of the Delgados means that now I don't know who to pick as my favorite Scottish band that I'm a fan of. Delgados is another good Scottish band, not quite as good as BK. <laughs> but I do know them quite well. Their drummer Paul uh, produced their last two records. They're a very good band, actually. Yeah, good that they're they're back together. Um, I want to talk to you about the friendship onion, which we had here in Denver last night. That's a podcast that me and Dominic Monaghan do. He played Mary in The Lord of the Rings. He was also Charlie in Lost. And i just seen his new show. He has a new show coming on TV this week on 7th on AMC. And I went to see the first uh, episode of it. It's called... Uh, Moon something. Does anyone know? Moonscape. Moonscape. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Tremendous I watch this record. I prepare for these things occasionally. It's it's fantastic. It's your new favourite show. So you know, support a Hobbit <laughs> when you can. And also, yeah, the Friendship Onion is a podcast that me and Dom do. And if you're not listening to it, get a grip. And even if you're not listening to it, subscribe to it, press the button, support a hobbit, if you could. One of the things I, I really like about it is you can start from the beginning, or you can start somewhere in the middle. If you go, oh, I want to listen to the two-parter with Doug Jones, the two-parter with Elijah, which is especially wonderful. Um, I really love the one where you talk to an entomologist. Yeah, we did have an entomologist on, brilliant, someone who can see the future. <laughs> I think that's what that is, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I just listen to the podcast. I just listen to the uh, tones. It's brilliant. We had Brian Green on to tell us about quantum physics. Oh yeah, it's not all rubbish with us. <laughs> with an astronaut on, telling us what it's like to walk in space. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Support a Hobbit is what I'm saying. <laughs> Press the subscribe button. That's the Five stars review. This is what the you like to buy your Magic Spoon cereal like I do. Magic Spoon cereal. Yeah. This panel brought to you by Magic Spoon. It's actually quite delicious. It really is. I've got a box in my hotel room. Well done, you. Oatmeal cookie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There we are. This is where I turn it over to the audience because I've run out of anything interesting to say.
It doesn't matter, there's a lot of audience, they'll get fantastic questions. Let's listen to the first one here, which is going to be one of the greatest questions you've ever heard in a hall of room. No pressure. <laughs> first off, I have a cat named Pippin, and he lives up to the namesake, so thank you for your wonderful portrayal. You see? Who knew he had a cat called Pippin? Not me! And he lives up to its name. He drops skeletons down wells. He annoys wizards. He gets hit by apples. But he's loyal. But he's loyal to the end. Billy, my question is, you're an accomplished actor and musician. What was it like to be featured in one of the most powerful musical moments of the return of the king? And was that your idea to bring that to Pippin's character or from somebody from the cast or crew? So that's the song, The Edge of Night, that Pippin sings in the Thank you. Hold on. 
favorite locations you filmed in when you actually went out to film? Like all When we actually went out, because I did really love being in Wellington where we filmed most of it. But when we went out, I really liked um, Queenstown. When we arrived in Queenstown, exactly, she's from Queenstown, you see. <laughs> when we arrived there, there'd been a big storm and it was underwater. So we, everybody was getting around in canoes, for real. Like going to restaurants and canoes. Brilliant. Uh, but then we went to film like Amon Hen and all that. And it, it was just absolutely beautiful. The, the part of the world is called, it's actually called Paradise. And it's, it's, well, it's well named. Uh, is there a place near here called like Love Town? That's a good name for a place as well, isn't it? <laughs> Live in paradise, have the summers in Love Town. What a lovely life you would have. Oh yeah, that's okay. I thought she was leaving, but she's just going to do some work. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you. And are we going back to the other side? This site is much more popular for the mic. It's like one person there, and there's like ten over there. Oh no, they just went that way. Oh no, it's quite popular over there as well. Just at a 90 degree angle. That, that one's popular that way, but that one's popular that way. So you can take your choice. Thank you. I can hardly talk right now. Don't you worry. <laughs> I was just wondering how you handled as an actor Pippin's evolution from fool of a took to a guardian of the mysterious. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I did? I, because when we, um, when we started the film, I knew that we were going to do all three films, and I knew that we'd be jumping around a bit. So I had a little office in the house and I put up these sheets of paper right across the wall and then I, I marked all the, the, the points that I thought were important for Pippin. You know, uh, bumping into Frodo and Sam, finding out what a black rider is, meeting, um, uh, what's his name again? What's his name? Aragorn. Aragorn. Knocking the thing down the well, Gandalf dying, and how that affected him, you know. So then we were filming the next day. I would go into that room and I go, Oh, yeah, I've already met him, I've already done that, I haven't done that yet, so I can kind of get it straight in my head. Because there's so many characters in that story that you only get, you know, very specific beats to say, This, this now makes me feel like that. Lighting the beacons, you know, and oh god, that's a big jump for Pippin to be able to do that, you know. Pippin in the first movie would never have done that. So, you know, I kind of mapped it all out very specifically. Thank you. Harder and/or more fun to film, Lord of the Rings or Master and Commander. 
It's different things. The, the difficulty in Master Commander was, is, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's all set on a ship, the whole thing, pretty much. So we were just on a ship the whole time. And people were seasick a lot, so it smelled really bad. <laughs> and then, they, as well as going out to sea on this amazing ship, we also had um, a ship on a gimbal down in uh, Baja, Mexico, where they filmed Titanic. And they put this ship on a gimbal, which meant they could move it around, you know? But it was in a swimming pool, it was a huge swimming pool, the size, size of this room. And we were on this boat, they could move, so when they had the storm scenes, they had, they had rain towers pouring rain down on us, and they had jet engines for the wind. And they had dump tanks that could dump five tons of water that sometimes would wash people off the side and all. It was crazy. Those state, and we did like about three weeks of those storms. Oh, and it was amazing. Everybody was, you know, like when they, we did a take and those dump tanks would happen and the rain would all be like, ah, oh, it was such an adventure, you know. And then one day I came to work and uh, it was closed. And I was like, what's going on? And they said, oh, no, it's okay. We're just going to take three days off. We're, we're going to drain the tank and um, just get fresh water in and, and start again. So, okay. And, uh, but it turns out the reason they were draining it, these, these rain towers were taking the water from the tank. And we didn't know, but the supporting artists, rather than have to get in a little boat and get to the side to go for the toilet, they were just, they were peeing over the side of the boat. So when we were getting rained on, we were getting rained on with piss, you see? Diluting slightly, but piss nonetheless. So for that alone, that made Master Commander a little harder. Thank you. What's the sign for that? For piss. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I was just wondering what the process is for choosing guests for your podcast. Oh, right. That's, that's good, actually. A lot of the time, it's when, like when I was talking about Brian Green coming on to talk about quantum mechanics and, and string theory and physics, uh, it's because one, one of the podcasts, I don't know if you've noticed, but I sometimes go off on tangents. <laughs> and I went off on a tangent talking about quantum physics. And then we thought, we should get somebody on that actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> so that happened, or I went to see Top Gun, and I loved it. Did you see Top Gun? Maverick. Why is it so good? I d even when I was watching it, and I'm in tears, and I want to marry Tom Cruise, and I don't know why I like it so much, but I loved it. So we got a fighter. We got a fighter pilot on to tell us if any of that stuff was true, you know. 
That was me being a plane there, by the way. <laughs> they don't make that noise in real life. Oh, I wish they did. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wars would be so much more fun. That was the that was the gun. <laughs> Have you got a lock on? That'd be good. Uh, so yeah, a lot of the time it's that. And then if anybody from Lord of the Rings wants to come on, we'll let them on, you know, because uh, people like to hear about Lord of the Rings. If it's me and Dom, Dom Monahan, he played uh, Charlie and Lost. <laughs> Where do you see Moonhaven? Oh. It's better than Top Gun. Uh, was that the question? Yes. Miraculously, yes. Yeah, it's great. Beautiful. I'm here. I mean, I don't know you're not offended that I'm shocked, but I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I didn't even know I got to it. It's like, think, it's like giving a it's like giving a hundred monkeys and typewriters, isn't it? At some point they're going to write Shakespeare. It might take a billion years. But at some point, I'll get to the answer. Hello. Hi. So, I also have a cat named Pippin who lives up to his name. He doesn't, he doesn't throw skeletons down wells, but he does throw dead birds in the dryer. Well, that's something. <laughs> has, he, he has, a, has he ever lit the beacons? He's tried. Something. We caught him before he lit the Because otherwise, how would, how would Rohan know? <laughs> We don't want Rohan to know. Okay. He doesn't need backup. Okay. But for my question, Adam, with your whole career, with all the movies, all the shows you've done, what has been your best day ever on a set? Best day ever? That's such a difficult question. What's, what's been your best day ever? Uh, so far, I did that, I hit that right back at you. So far today has been pretty good. Is today good? Today is good, isn't it? Yeah. We went we went and met Sean and Elijah, now we got met you, we're gonna see all of you tonight. Have you seen Dom yet? We haven't seen Dom yet. He didn't show up for his panel. I, that wasn't his fault. It was, not, it was not his fault, I, yeah. will, I will agree. They yeah. forgot they forgot to tell him he was upset. He's, yeah. Do you know he played Charlie and lost? <laughs> Billy, Billy and I have wonderful news to break right now. Dom's panel will be tomorrow afternoon in this room at 4 p.m. And the good thing is, 4 p.m. on a Sunday, Dom is normally drunk. I might be too. So you'll enjoy that. Have we had a question yet? Are we just talking about your cat? Best day ever. I'm What's your best day ever? Best day ever, that's what it was. Oh, I, I was worried about her cat being the other guy's cat, and she stole the cat. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there. The best day ever. He does run away sometimes. So, it might be. He leaves sometimes. The what? What? He leaves? He leaves. He disappears sometimes. So it might be the same cat. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe Schrodinger's cat. We can ask Brian Green the next time he's on. Uh, best day ever. Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? Because it's hard to pick one. In fact, I'm not even going to pick one because I can't. That's like picking your own children. That's like Sophie's Choice or something. I can't. I can't pick can the best day ever. Can I put a twist on it? Okay. What made for a great day on set? Making that good food. <laughs> Afternoons, look at that. We got to make 
any day that the, the, the food was really good. Except, you know, sometimes there was, sometimes there was like 400 extras dressed as Urukai. And see sitting in a table with five Urukai trying to enjoy you. And they've got those teeth and all that. It used to put me off eating. And I didn't want to say to them, you know, because they'd already been in makeup for like 12 hours or something. And you're like, hello, good morning. Are you enjoying your stew? Yeah, the Urukai ruined a lot of good days. Uh, yeah, thank you. I don't know if I answered that one, but we're moving on. Congratulations on joint custody of the cat. So they were called the Tomorrow's People, and I used to go about the streets of Glasgow with a big bell. <laughs> and I used to think that I could join. And when they jointed, they just kind of held the bell, and they, they thought about where they wanted to go. And I would do that, but then I would just walk there. Well, on the streets, see you go, I think that man just farted. <laughs> and I thought I was one of the Tomorrow People jointing. I would jaunt in school. I'd be, I'd be in math or whatever, and I'd just jaunt to the toilet. <laughs> so the Tomorrow People was a big thing. What about the, the, the films, the guy that made the stop action? Uh, Seven uh, Voyages of Sinbad. Come on, guys, there's a room full of geeks here. What's his name? We've got Harryhausen fans in the audience. What's his name? Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. Oh, I love those films. There's a place in Scotland, it was, a, it was a, um, a, a vacation kind of park, a holiday park. What do you guys call that? A theme, not a theme park, you go there with your family. Or like a resort sort of thing, but you paid a certain amount of money. I didn't, I was 12, I didn't have any money. My mum and dad would pay money and you went there and then everything was free in the place. So you could go on the big dip. You could go to the movies for free, you could go to swimming, and you just disappear all day because it's fenced in so your parents weren't worried. And I went to see the seven voyages of Sinbad every day that I was there. I absolutely loved it, fighting skeletons and all that. It was brilliant. And then the next time I went, Return of the Jedi was there. And I went to see that every day. 
and I saw, I'd like to be a Jedi. That's what, I didn't want to be a tomorrow's people anymore. So that's, pro that's two big ones. So try and find the tomorrow's people. I wonder if you could find that. It's got to be on DVD or something. Right? I wonder if it'd be awful. Why don't we remake it? They did remake it. Did they? Didn't go so well. Why don't we reimagine it? Yeah. Reboot it? Yeah. We'll just re something. But anyway, I wanted John. I hope you're looking up tomorrow's people or we're taking that phone off you. Huh? Are you looking up tomorrow's uh, people? Tomorrow people. Okay, okay. you're alright then. Tell us what you find. Are we done? We've got about 10 minutes left. Let's do a quick fire. Shall we? Where were we? We went we, 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 we here. here. What's going on here? Yeah. Have you found anything about the tomorrow's people? On IMDb, it says it's available on Amazon. On Amazon, it says it's available on IMDb. <laughs> Don't get you stuck in that, in that circle there, by the way. We're going to do quick fire. It's going to, no? Okay. Go. Okay, easy, easy. What has the impact of your Lord of the Rings role has done to your career and your life? I don't know because it's hard to imagine your life when something hasn't happened. You know what I mean? Like, we're all in these parallel universes. Brian Green again. And there's, there's a Billy Boy that didn't do Lord of the Rings. And he became the biggest Shakespearean actor in the world. <laughs> and Ian McKellen would come and get my advice. <laughs> so if I didn't do it, it still feels as if it worked out quite well. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Next. Well, I happened to catch the Josh Gad reunion where everybody was on uh, video. And uh, I can't remember because all the cool actors brought something home. Um, but it made me think of like all the cool swords in the Lord of the Rings are named. Did you ever get to name yours? Yeah, Brian. <laughs> well, it's strange, right? But there you have it. <laughs> Brian the Orc Harmer. <laughs> he never actually killed an orc, but you know, some, some of them- no, he can do violence. I can, and if I really tried, I might do a little violence, but nothing you need to go to the hospital for. <laughs> what? I did, I did. I saved Gandalf's life. You're absolutely right. He was last in the queue, or the line, and he's still got to say something. <laughs> That's how you get ahead in life, you see that? That's how that guy started up with computers and all that. And that's how we'll get Teslas. He didn't stand in line. We're learning a lot of important lessons today. I have loved you in Lord of the Rings, of course, um, but I'm also a huge horror fan, and I loved your work in Seed uh, of Chucky. Wondering if you are doing any more voice acting work in the future. Um, yeah, there is some stuff actually. Does anybody play Elder Scrolls online? 
I haven't played it yet, but I play a character in that, in the new one. Uh, there's a card game now, Tales of Tribute, and I explain how to play it. So get yourself on there, and I'll be on there telling you how to play that game. Because I'm going to start, me and Dom are going to get into it. And I'm, I'm giving myself three months to become the greatest Elder Scrolls <laughs> online player ever. I, I have a really good follow-up that I need to ask you. Where has the progress gone in, in getting everybody on board to play League of Legends? Does anybody play League of Legends? I know, I know this is a quest. It is a quest to get Elijah to play and Sean to play. Me and Dom play. And uh, we sometimes talk about it on, on the Friendship Onion. And uh, Elijah... We, 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 we see how close are we with the size of a piece of fruit. And at one point, it was like a melon, a good honeydew melon chance that he was going to play. But now it's went down to like a, a raisin. So what you're saying is peer pressure. That's what we need is massive amounts of peer pressure. Everybody who speaks to Elijah today, ask him to play League of Legends with me and John. He'll love that. See all the problems we're solving today? Right over here. How do you say legends? Have you just got to spell that? Yeah. Right, what is a legend? That's a legend. That's cool, yeah, like a legend. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Hello! Um, if you could act as any other character in the trilogy, who would it be? Well, it's, I hate to say this because I think no one else could have played the part as well, but I'd like to have had a go with Gollum. <laughs> I think he's a really interesting character. Although I think what was done in the movie is just... It's groundbreaking what he did. Just amazing. Oh, it's quick fire, so I'm heading over here. <laughs> How many more? Three! Yeah, we got just a few minutes left here. Few minutes for doing three more or four, four more questions if we're fast. Look, there's a flying baby. I, I couldn't see the person. I just saw a baby going up and down. What's what's Superman's real name again? Kal-el. What? Kal-el. Kal-el. Right. What's his mum called? Uh, Lara Jerome. Tremendous knowledge. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> We rehearsed this really well. You're a hobbit. I am. Well done. As a hobbit yourself, you're a connoisseur. So, which is better, South Farthing Leaf or Denver Leaf? How dare you bring up pipe weed? <laughs> yeah, nothing beats South Farthing, I'm afraid. Imagine you know, being an Isengard. <laughs> Thinking there's nothing there, nothing to eat, nothing to drink, nothing to smoke, and then you just open those big doors. <laughs> here's a very quick, here's a very quick, it's not even quick, but I'll try to make it quick. <laughs> you know the scene where we're in Isengard and it's been flooded, yeah. and uh, the, the Palantir falls down, and I pick it up, and Ian McKellen, on a horse, and he says, give me that peregrine took, and he takes it off me, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have a look at that later. <laughs> well, you know we're up to there in water, and that's, 
So the water was only about that deep. So I had to be at my knees, you know. So I was like that deep. And uh, my sister was over from Scotland visiting. And we actually filmed that in a car park in Wellington. They just put up this um, uh, swimming pool. And then we, we were in there and the horses were in there. And Ian McKellen and, and Orlando and all that. And I thought the scene was going quite well. You know, I'm picking up this thing. And, you know, I love it. I love this palantir, but I know I shouldn't have it. And he takes it off me and stuff. And then we stopped for a cup of tea. And I went to see my sister and I said, it's funny, isn't it, making movies? Like, how long it takes and all that. And you see how many times they have to shoot things and all that. And she said, yeah, yeah. She says, you know those horses are shitting in that water. <laughs> very grounded and just loves making that show and making it as good as he can. So yeah, I, 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 think, I think he's a great guy. I wish him all the best. Thank you. So a couple of things I'm asking, uh, you're going back to your table just after this. Am I? Am I? Uh, that's what I'm told. I'm go I'll go for a pee first. Yeah. And then I'll... No one's invited for that. I'll wash, I'll wash my hands and then we'll be back at the table, will we? I've got one little thing to ask you to wrap things up. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, you have done a lot of these conventions. You've heard a lot of stories, things that people have shared with you, very personal things about what the series has meant to them, tough, tough times that it's gotten them through, mm -hmm. uh, bonds forged with family members and dear friends. Um, what is that experience like from your perspective, getting told these stories by people at conventions? Yeah, it's great because, you know, be, being an actor is a difficult... When I went to drama school, I remember the head of acting got us all into a room, everyone who was starting that year, and he said, look, anyone who can do any other job, just go and do it, he says, because this is a hard job. There's virtually no jobs out there. You'll always be struggling for jobs. And he says, and the horrible thing is, he says, if you're an artist, people will say they hate if you're a poet, people will say they hate your poems. If you're an actor, they will say they hate you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard thing to hear. And so it's a hard job. You know, it's great when it's going well and it's lovely. And a lot of people do work that they're not proud of. 
that we got to make Lord of the Rings. That's amazing. <laughs> Tolkien wrote this incredible story, and then just by luck, Peter Jackson's making movies at those times, and just by luck, you get a part in those movies, and then people come and they tell us great stories of they couldn't go out of the house, you know, and then from watching these movies they got the bravery from these hobbits. Or the, the, they learned something, you know, they still watch it, their families get together at Christmas to watch these movies. It's the, it's the biggest blessing in my life to be a part of those movies. It's wonderful. So I have two more can give him. Can we get a round of applause for our American Sign Language interpreters? If you've liked what you've heard, check out some of our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, Nerd Vomit, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Play, or www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.